Hello everybody, welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne, I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It will help other ACAs find the show. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week we're hearing from Alan, who talked about developing his inner parent. Please enjoy. Hi, I'm Alan, adult child. Um, good to be here, I think. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, can I have a five and a one? Great. That would be great, thanks. Um, uh, you know what, I got sober first, and I always share that when I went in uh, and I heard people talk about the homes that they grew up in, I, and the first time I was asked to qualify in that program, I thought, I will, but I don't have a story. I was in that much denial because like they were talking about what happened and because there wasn't alcohol in my home. I thought like, I think I thought everything was just my imagination or it's too sensitive or all the things I was, I was taught as a, uh, as a child. But I grew up uh, in a home where, uh, I don't know, my mother was, an, I grew up, you know, I always say I was a child raised by children. I. Um, Grew up with physical abuse and with emotional abuse and lots and lots of criticism. And um, the idea of a, um, no role model on how to be kind or loving towards oneself. And uh, even if I were to take the physical violence that was in my life out, uh, out of it, like my mother would just, was relentless. So um, my topic is loving parent, it's about the, being a loving parent is about the most foreign thing in the world to me. Um, if you could hear the way that I learned how to talk to myself and, and judge myself um, and others, um, uh, it's, the, it's the opposite of this, but this program has, has sort of taught me how to, how to um, relate to myself differently. So I'm just gonna read this. I, I don't know exactly what page it's on, because I'm using the Kindle version. But it's about page 300 and it's titled loving parent what does it mean to become your own loving parent the first step in reparenting ourselves involves recognizing the loving voice inside our experience shows that every adult child has love inside regardless of what the person says or believes love is there and it is original as we awaken the loving parent inside we remember a simple slogan first things first Many adult children rush into inner child work without taking time to meet their inner caring parent. As a result, some of us will struggle with finding the inner child until we take this necessary step. The inner child will not usually emerge until we establish our loving parent. In some cases, a sabotaging aspect of the inner child will emerge if we rush this phase of our recovery. This angry aspect of the inner child can overpower the newly developing loving parent and delay recovery. I'll stop there. Um, there's more, but I'll stop. And I'll say that, um, yes, I try to um, go directly to 
the inner child first, even though in those, even though I read that and those instructions said um, not to, I thought I was going to shortcut the process and that somehow this magical experience would happen if I could get in touch with my inner child. And like they said, it, it didn't really work. I wouldn't say that there was some big downside to it. It was just, it was just not happening. But I think I went straight into like, probably as soon as I read that, I I've probably went and tried to do some non-dominant handwriting or, or something like that. And um, so, uh, um, I uh, like I said, I just grew up in a highly critical home. My mother was um, an adult child. My father was just a codependent. And um, uh, my parents used to sit us down and give us these lectures on how we weren't like our cousins or these friends or other people and everything that I did wrong and nothing was was really good enough. And I can see now that it was my mother's own self-contempt and anything that she had such self-hatred that anything that she touched couldn't be possibly be, be worthwhile because of her own issues. And, um, and uh, there's this thing I once read and it's a children, people think that children who are abused and grow up ending, end up hating their perpetrators. The truth is they grow up end up they grow up ending up hating themselves. And that although I didn't know it at the time, that was true. I loved my mother. Right? That was the most important relationship in my life. I hated her too, but I loved her and I couldn't believe I was the cause of her misery. And that's the way it that's the way it was played out and played out to me. And um uh and I just learned to hate myself. I everything about myself you could probably you know if um if it could be i was too tall or too short if i was wearing a blue shirt or whatever it was self-conscious about everything and um i would try to deny all those all those parts of me and um i'm just gonna um fast forward to uh how i got to this program and say that i um uh, my brother had accidentally stumbled into a meeting. I think he was looking for an Al-Anon meeting. And uh, he gave me the big red book and um, I hadn't read it. And I looked at it and then I think I read, I forget the name of the woman who wrote the, uh, the book, the commercial book, Adult Children and Alcoholics. But I read that and I was like, why didn't anyone tell me? But I still, I, I might've listened to some phone meetings at the time. I still didn't really get into it. And then I was dating someone and uh, something happened and I could, it seemed much more dramatic at the time, but it triggered this reaction to me in me that I knew was PTSD. I was like, this just doesn't make sense. I just knew it was PTSD. And uh, um, it was an abandonment, it was abandonment for me and it was what ultimately happened to me. And that was, I had these childhood reactions to adult situations these reactions that I had no control over. And um, when this happened with this guy I was dating, I pulled a um, big red book out and I started reading it. And I started to come to and started to work this program. I, it was about six or seven years ago, something like that. I'm not, I'm not even sure uh, exactly what, what it was. And it was all 
it, I'm such a slow learner. I've never been a good student, and it, it's really taken me a lot of time. Uh, but um, I remember reading once, and they were talking about the um, affirmations, and they said that we need affirmations, and they sound, I forget the exact word they use, but to me it's like they sound corny or weird to us because we're not used to talking to ourselves like that. We were not spoken to with that kind of language. And it's, they still sound so foreign for me, so foreign to me, like I would not think to talk to myself um, like that. And um, in Tony Ace Recovery, he talks somewhere about hugging himself. And again, um, I was deprived of that sort of nurturing and that sort of affection as, as a child. Um, but I came and I just, I've read that book over and over and gone to meetings and I um, uh, slowly have learned what they, they talk about. And I actually will physically hug myself almost every day and talk to myself to accept every single, all those parts of me that uh, I want to reject. If you go down those, that laundry list and see those things in me, I think the idea is left to my own devices and I'm supposed to get rid of that part of myself. If I, if you, I've done inventories in this program and other programs, if I see those inventory, I think like I'm supposed to hate that part of myself because I gossiped or because I could go back and I've done inventories and you know, like I've done stuff that, um, bullying when I was younger, well, I wasn't the bully, but there were times I did it inadvertently or inadvertently. And my first reaction is to want to hate that part of myself. And I've learned in this program to actually love that, um, love that part of myself, hug that part of myself, accept that that part of myself rather than than uh, than hate it. I um, there are times I still think I should have the body of a 28 year old fitness model, and I can um, hate. Uh, I can think that. I shouldn't accept that part of myself or I shouldn't accept my own body or, you know, all the judgment that goes along with it. And I've learned slowly, I'm not quite there yet, but like, um, to speak kindly to every single part of myself. I also, you know, go to IFS therapy, which has been a, a pivotal part of this recovery that I didn't realize, like this program helped me become aware of really how I talk to myself and um, uh, and where I learned and where I learned it from and where I learned it from and I be, I become astounded like I have friends and I see them with their kids or with their partners and I'm astounded like the, how patient they are with each other like I, I learned not to be like I got so impatient so, like, if I made a mistake, thanks, or did something at work, the cursing, the profanity, the su suicidal ideation, the um, uh, self-rejection, right, because of that. Um, and it's just like, and my mother just did the same exact thing. And when I had that incident with that guy I was dating and I knew it was PTSD, I all, at that moment, I was like, oh, and my mother has PTSD. That's why she reacts like that. That's why she'll lash out and be triggered at us. Like I could see 
I could see the generational nature of the disease in that um, uh, in that moment. And as soon as I um, see that, even when I see that in myself, I still think like the first reaction is to get rid of that. Like I want to murder these parts of myself is really what I want to do. And that um, that's not what this program is about. It's not what life is, is not about, is about. And um, I, um, so I learned, so I practice, I shouldn't say I've learned because I haven't quite learned it. Um, being kind to myself, talk, speaking to the way that I might speak to one of you, if you, like if one of you are going through something, I can be like, encourage you to, you know, and you're talking to me about it, I can encourage you to be patient with yourselves or it's not that big a deal, or to have a sense of humor about it. Um, but with me, the first reaction was, um, uh, to judge and ridicule myself. So I'm happy to say that I do it so much less than I used to. I'm amazed um, that I'm triggered so much less by myself and by other people. Not that I don't, and not that I don't. Uh, go there, but you know, it's like, uh, I learned um, I'm not broken and I don't need to be fixed in this program. Like that who I am exactly the way I am with this disease, without this disease, it's just like, okay, it's just okay. I'm gonna finish qualifying and my first inclination is gonna be to judge myself, <laughs> right? About how good it was, about how my, how my message was and it's okay. Hopefully, you know, hopefully somebody got something, uh, hopefully somebody got something out of it and I didn't do any harm. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there. Thanks.